0: Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to episode 47 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our forty seventh episode of Talk Direction. And guess what? We have this episode.
1: Oh, is that? <laughs>
0: hi. <laughs> we have a special hi, guest. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I really messed this up. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're authentic. A, yeah, very authentic. All right, so we have a special guest this episode. Kara, would you like to introduce her?
1: Yeah. Um, So this is Chloe, my housemate. Um, You may recognize her from such stories as um, the person who thought that something bad happened when I was killing a spider in my room and who had a existential crisis after listening to our If I Could Fly um, episode where we had our own existential crisis. Whoa, I just (laughs) choked on my own um, words. Um, Existential crisis. Um, I feel like I've talked about her uh, more, but I can't remember. So this is... Um, she's in my study abroad program and we're in the same house, so this is Chloe.
2: Hello, I'm Chloe. I'm happy to be here and I'm also very nervous.
0: <laughs> don't, don't be nervous. <laughs> don't be nervous. This is very chill, um, you know, you, as you can tell so far. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but before we get into, like, the whole show, do you want to tell us a little bit about your experience being a One Direction fan or, like, when you became a fan or just, like, give our listeners a little
2: background? I would be happy to. Okay, um, I am a fairly new One Direction fan, like post Zayn leaving One Direction mm. fan, which I think Kara was shocked. To I know, hear when I told shocked her, and amazed. Yeah, we do exist. Um, I got into them like. Over the summer, and then went really full throttle, like, (laughs) as soon as I had (laughs) had a break from school after, um, like, the first half of my fall semester, so, like, Thanksgiving break and Christmas break was, Mm -hmm. like, just deep in the depths of, like, because I had to kind of go backwards in time, um, there was so much to catch up on, so I was, like, in the depths of, like, 2010 Tumblr, and, like, (laughs) it was fun, it was a fun time, um. So that's where I'm at.
0: Nice. I can't even imagine having, like, all of, like, however many years to go back I and, know, like, catch God. up on. It's crazy. It was
2: truly, it was very overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. But it I was
0: exciting. Imagine. And especially at the time of, like, all the hiatus crap going on as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um. And then I also wanted to talk about just, like, where we're at with school and, like, what that means for the show and everything. Um, I'm I've just had my last day of school before like finals and studying yesterday and I have finals coming up. Are you guys in finals now currently?
1: Um yeah, Chloe actually just finished hers not to talk over you. Um but finished. yeah, and I have one more tomorrow morning. Um which sucks though because on that means closer to coming home, which is sad. Um I'm not gonna talk about it. Um but yeah, so then I'll be free to do all that kind of stuff that you've been doing for this entire semester <laughs> because you're an angel.
0: Oh, <laughs> crappies. Well, you need to go explore the non American lands. So, <laughs> True. you know, um, but yeah, so we, I know like some things have been slipping through the cracks a bit. Um, and I'm sorry for that with like DMs, especially and mm-hmm. uh, emailing and stuff. Um, But we do read everything, and we really appreciate you sending stuff. Um, And as soon as school's over, that's going to be back on track. Um, Plus, some more surprises that we've mentioned but haven't mentioned things coming up, which is exciting. (laughs) Um, And also, just, like, for me mentally right now, I'm, like, really in a stressed-out place. I have three papers and three finals, and I just finished the last paper last night, like, the minute it was due which you know oh my god get down I've done that it. before
1: like oh, I was yeah.
0: I was editing and I had to start like speed reading so fast because it was like two minutes before the deadline and I was like oh my oh god, my god. Um, at least you edited yeah I know shout <laughs> out to that <laughs> yeah well it was like it was sort of editing more like like first read back after having written it so um but yeah, so I just wanted to say to anyone going through finals, or if you're in high school, you're going to be going through, like, finals. And I think APs may have already happened, or they're happening now. Not really sure. Um, but just, like, take care of yourselves. And I know for me, the first paper I had to write, I was like, it was one of those things where it just will not... Right. Like, it won't yeah. happen. I I put it off for, like, five days and I could have been doing it because I didn't have much to do and it was just stressing me out. But, like, once I did it, like, it got done and I had to sort of, you have to remember to be easy on yourself and, like, I don't know, because I feel like sometimes you can be the hardest person on yourself and it's just good to, like, say, you know what? That's okay. It's okay. It's normal to procrastinate. Like, you know, I got it done in the end and just, like, give yourself a bit of a break. Um, and I think that's a good reminder to have, mm-hmm, for sure. Um, Okay, so then, today, we're going to be talking about Borders, which is a Zayn song. We haven't done a song analysis or a full song analysis on a Zayn song, and I was thinking it was about time, and Chloe mentioned that this was a song she wanted to do, so that's what's happening. But first, we have a lot of news to discuss, and that means I'm going to be going through some of the news stories a little bit faster than other ones. Um, but some of them we really need to divulge in because they're freaking important. Um, firstly, Harry cut his hair. (laughs) So how did you deal with this? What were your reactions, initial thoughts, all of that?
1: Um, I think I, I want to know, like, where everyone was when they found out. Um, because for me, it was, like... Um, we were having a little, like, get-together thing at our at our house with some friends from our program, so I had my phone charging inside, and I was, like, you know, living in the moment um, mm-hmm. and not looking at my phone, so I didn't, like, have my phone with me, and I went to go check my phone, and I saw so many caps-locked, like, tweets and stuff, <laughs> um, mostly from Caitlin and text from you, and I was just like, what is going on? It was, like, just so overwhelming, um, and then... Um, I saw that and I saw the Instagram and I thought it was like kind of a joke at first, but I was like, wait, that's definitely not a joke. That's definitely his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I don't think I processed it. I was like, okay, I'm not going to deal with this right now, which I do with a lot of my things in my life. Um, and I just put my phone down and told Chloe and we didn't really, neither of us really process it until like, I remember the next day and I was like, oh wait, Harry cut his hair. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I still don't think I've still processed it and I'm really frustrated that we haven't had a a picture of him, like, fully and completely without his uh, his stupid hat on, so.
0: I know, watch us get a picture, like, right after we finish recording. That's what
1: I was guessing, too. That would it's, be the actual like worst. It always mm-hmm. happens for us. Mm-hmm. Chloe,
0: what were your reactions to the haircut?
2: Well, like Kara said, I was sitting outside with her and she showed me a tweet and it was just, like, a full gasp. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, was a particular fan of the Facebook news update. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the side of, like, and I saw this on a few people's Facebook pages. So I, again, I don't know if it was like an international news update or if it was like targeted towards people who are interested in One Direction. I don't know. But it was like, singer of One Direction, Harry Styles, post picture holding bundle
1: of hair. <laughs> and and
2: like, the wording of it was so funny. And the fact that it was like the top news story, um, I thought it was hilarious. And I literally thought, I was like, he must be hiding in like a bunker and they're going to do some <laughs> grand reveal of the hair. And then nope. Nope,
1: nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> stupid conductor hat is all we get.
0: Um, so for me, I think I was, like, writing my paper or something, and I try to keep my phone aside. I mean, I know that's super hard to do when, like, you're trying to study, but you don't want to. Um, but I picked it up at one point, and I just saw, like, tweets coming through. I think I saw our listener Sarah's tweets first, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I was like, "Oh my god, it has happened." I don't think I was like so shocked because I I kind of knew it was going to be happening cuz I know filming for the movie that he's doing for World War 2 is happening and I knew like that sort of meant he had to cut his hair. Um, but I was still like, "Wow, it has actually happened." And then to see him actually having posted the picture, um, at that point I knew my essay wasn't going to be getting done for a little <laughs> while and I like put it aside and like had a whole big freak out. And, of course, Kara wasn't there to, like, do it with me. Um, but it was really nice to see, like, all the the fans online. Whenever something like this happens, like, everyone talks about it online. And, you know, there's Rip Harry's hair trending and all this stuff.
1: Um, I know. It's, like, faked, trended a bunch of times before this, though. Yeah. Um, Rip Harry's hair. But now this is the truth and final one. So,
0: yeah. Um, So, uh, we had some... I posted on our Twitter some polls to see, like, what everyone's thoughts were, and the one that I posted two hours after he posted the Instagram post, um, which I want to say he posted, like, with the hashtag... What is... What was the hashtag he
1: used? Um... I think it was, like, Little Prince Fund or something. Yeah. I know it's a charity, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Um... Harry actually donated his hair to Little Princess Trust, which is a charity that makes wigs for children with cancer. So that's really awesome that he did that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know a lot of people were trending the, like, trending, or not trending, but, like, talking about how proud they were of Harry for cutting off his hair. Because, like, his hair was something that was, uh, like, a really big deal to him. And I'm sure that would have been hard. I know I've cut off my hair um, and donated it to charity before, and it is a big change, so, but it's really awesome that he was donating his hair for charity, and I'm not sure if he's, like, also giving money for it, like, and somehow donating money for it as well, or just, like, the hair in general, but either way, um, this was really awesome for him to do in that sense. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, and a lot of people were saying cuz he didn't post a picture of his like his new haircut a lot of people were saying like oh he did it because um he wants them to focus on the charity rather than focusing on his haircut and i don't know if that's like what his what he was thinking behind not posting the like a, a picture of himself cuz he never posts mm-hmm. pictures of himself but i thought that yeah. was really cool either way um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, I did this poll and we actually got 62 votes on it. Um, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And I think Rolling it's because, it. <laughs> because we put the hashtag rip Harry's hair and it sort of everyone in looking at the hashtag saw it. So it wasn't just mm-hmm. our listeners. Um, but the choices were nope, nope, nope about how you're feeling about the hair. And mm-hmm. we got 24% who said that kind of excited. We got 53% of people who said that. And I'm coping. We got 23% of people who said that. Um, But then after, um, and then, was it yesterday we got these pictures of his hat? I mean, time is really weird when you're trying to write papers. That's Um, true.
1: Time doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. But we got these pictures of Harry out in London, you know, casually walking along with his new haircut. But, of course, he has this funky hat on. What did you describe it as, Kara?
1: Um, Hillary Duff, like, circa 2003, <laughs> something you'd get at Claire's that, like, he ripped off all the, like, bedazzled jewels off of. Yes, I
2: exactly. I think from the So Yesterday video. Yeah. yeah. The one. Now it I need
1: to go is. watch
0: that. <laughs> um, but it seems like, according to the other poll that I did, people are either loving it or think it looks nice. Um, so I think a lot of people, like, were shocked at first. But, you know, it is sort of exciting to see, like, what the change is gonna be like. Is that how you guys are feeling?
1: Um. Yeah, kind of, cause I I feel like change is always like interesting, and I like love his long hair so much, but I'm sure he can like rock this short hair. Um, but it just like to see that um the comparisons of like this like the back of his hair to the back of his hair like 2013. This is so nuanced, intricate, but like <laughs> it's like his thirteen 2013 hair was like even still longer. So I feel like this is the shortest mm-hmm. he's had his hair in like so many years like yeah. I don't think we've seen him since those with this
0: fetus sh- Harry pictures when he's like nine years old <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly
0: um I just I really like it and I'm excited to see what it looks like and also that means like maybe head scarves will be back or Ooh. like I don't know it'll just be interesting to see what happens and do you think he's mm-hmm. going to grow it back after the filming or will he keep it short for a while
1: um it's you know a uh, toss-up i have no idea like maybe he'll love like the freedom of having like really short hair um who knows
0: who knows well i'm excited to see what it looks like chloe do you have any other thoughts
2: <laughs> i feel like he didn't cut it just because he didn't like it was just the kind of thing where i was like well it's growing it's grown some more. It's still growing. It was just like, I'm just going to let this happen. I'm yeah. going to just let it keep growing. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least for, like, the filming process, he's not going to be able to let that happen. That's um, true. Yeah. And afterwards, yeah, I guess we'll see how committed he is to the short hair. <laughs>
0: yeah. And so speaking of the filming process, we know that this is because of his Dunkirk movie. I mean, maybe he was going to cut it eventually anyway. Um, but he's gonna be acting in Dunkirk, and, and there's been more information. And I wanted to just point everyone over to the Twitter at Styles Movie News, um, which has been doing updates solely on, like, Harry Movie and pretty much Dunkirk. And it's been quite, um, like, in depth about it. So if you wanna know about that, definitely go follow that Twitter. Um, but it seems like, according to some r- rumors, that Harry has a leading role in the movie, which is really exciting. Um, so, like, it won't just be, you know, something where he's on for a little bit. I mean, that's not mm. obviously definite, but that makes me happy. You know, more screen time.
1: True. That's amazing. Wow.
0: Yeah. Um do you think there's going to be, like, midnight showings? Would we go to a midnight showing to see Harry the Oh, theaters? for sure. <laughs> I would go.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it would be so exciting. I'm going to be freaking terrified, but I'm excited.
2: Terrified, what, like, of his acting or of the film itself?
0: <laughs> Probably of the film itself, though acting, you like, never war know. Footage? What? Yeah, war footage. I'm, like, really bad at anything above, like, an actor a fun action movie. <laughs> like, okay, okay. I get really scared. Even then, it can't really handle it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's a lot of Harry stuff, and I'm hoping, like, in the next couple of days, I mean, who knows, but we'll get a picture without the hat. I know people have seen him, like, around, but he hasn't been taking pictures with other people, Um, like, because he, probably he wants to debut it. I don't know. I, I bet he <laughs> knows what he's doing.
1: Although like, I I'm know, like, absolutely. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't. We were talking about that. Me and Chloe were talking about this. How he's, like, one cryptic lad, and he just loves <laughs> being a mysterious mm-hmm. man.
0: What a good that's description. That's frustrating. <laughs> um, yeah, but I can also imagine there's, like, so much pressure. Um, that's true. Like, uh, because everyone... His hair has been something that's so talked about. And I mean, especially in the He is Harry Styles. Uh-huh. Is hairy styles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I don't know. It is a lot of pressure. I, I'm I was trying to put myself in his shoes and like, how would I feel? Would I want to share pictures or would I not? I don't really know. But we'll
1: what if see. he just hates his haircut? I was thinking about that. Like, what if he just really hates it and like oh. is trying to hide it? <laughs>
2: Well, it looks a little silly in the back in these pictures I'm looking at. And, like, at. his little puffs, like, yeah. outside the ears. It like It does like kind of, kind of, look of a, little... a silly haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like he's honestly just messing with everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that the one time we see him, he's got this stupid <laughs> hat on. I feel like he's just, he's just sitting at home, like, lolling at Oh, everyone. yeah, for sure. He knows. <laughs> yeah. And, and from that little
0: puff that you mentioned, like, it does seem like the curls are still there. It's not like his hair all of a sudden became straight. Like, he's still a curly-haired guy. And, like, Back mm. when he was in X Factor days, and he had shorter hair, like the curls were still visible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if in the movie they might like slick it back or whatever, but I'm sure outside of that, we'll we'll get to see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I'm just ready for real pictures. True. Um, okay, next Harry story. We have a lot of Harry stuff to talk about today. Um, is that Harry has a new record production company um, and call? It's called. Earthkind Records Limited, unless you guys think that's pronounced differently. Um, and he's listed as the director, which is, I tried to look up this information to be prepared. Uh, it's sort of like an overall, like, they do the overall operations of a record label. It's like the high up position, like, he's he's created this company, he's going to be in charge of it type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And Earthkind is actually the name of Harry's house in London, um, I don't know if you know about this, or you've noticed it when you're there, but a lot of um, houses in England actually have names. I know when I lived there, we had a house called like the Corner House, and like that was like the official name. So the house that Harry lives in in London is called the Erskine House, and that's, that's what so he's cute and
1: bougie. Jeez,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but he's named his record company after it, um, which is kind of cool. Um, but I guess. I don't know. What do you guys think about this?
1: Um, I like did not expect this. I don't know why. I just feel like I never expect anything Harry does even though like it's kind of like um like the other boys have done this and I'm just it's just like sort of out of left field for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, this is very interesting because I feel like we all expected him to like make his own music, but maybe he will do it through his own production company like so he has a like, complete control over it, which would be really awesome. Because um, I need to have like, full artistic control and integrity over integrity over it, which would be really mm-hmm. awesome. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting this, though.
2: And Chloe, what do you think? I agree. I was literally going to say those exact words. I was going to say, I think it's exciting that maybe he'll have complete creative control. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's a good move. It's a power move. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah,
0: it definitely is. And it's a business move. Like, I know... Mm-hmm producers make a lot of money and that's probably not the mindset Harry's coming into this but it's good to have like he's investing into projects um Mm -hmm. which are up his alley but he is investing in in making a career for himself maybe he doesn't know exactly what he wants to do but to have options i think is a good thing Mm -hmm. um okay so let's talk about zane's new music video now The music video for Like I Would was released, and for me, this was really weird. Like, Zane tweeted about it, but when I went and clicked the link as soon as he tweeted about it, um, I had seen there was already, like, millions of views, and then I was trying to see when it came out. And, like, it had come out, like, the day before or something, but no one had talked about it. I don't- I don't really know what the disconnect there was. That's weird. Yeah, I- I didn't- I didn't really understand, but, uh, I mean, I- I watched it, and I really liked it, and I- and then it seemed like all of a sudden everyone was talking about it, so I don't know really what was up with it. Um, but this music video was directed by Director X, who also directed Rihanna's work music video and Drake's hotline Bling, which I think you can see the comparisons there, um, just mm-hmm. from what it looks like visually. Uh, and in an interview, Director X did. He was talking about Zayn being really involved in the process and like being the one who came up with the orange eye contact thing, which we're going to talk about Um, But what were your thoughts on this music video? Let's go to Kara first.
1: Okay. I really liked it. Um, I thought it was really cool. And um, I think, I can't remember if it was, he he sang like I would um, at some um, award show. And they had, like, the cool, like, lasers, like, circle around him. Um, And I really liked that. And so to see it in a music video and, like, sort of expanded upon that, I thought it was really cool. Um, I thought the, like tron like glow stick outfit was really cool Mm -hmm. um i thought that like it was kind of um uh not like rewatchable as much just because it's like zane kind of just standing there in like a cool outfit and like his eyes look cool like obviously he's beautiful but like everyone else (laughs) is doing all this cool choreography and he's just kind of walking around which i know Mm -hmm. he doesn't dance um, I actually just showed Chloe the, like, infamous dance video. Um, yes. she'd never seen it before. It's so good. I recommend everyone go watch that. That's one of my recommendations of the week, lol. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I liked the, uh, the dancing people. The dancers, that's what they're called. The dancing people. Um, yeah. I thought they were cool. Um, but overall, I feel like, um, it was just, like, very adequate to me. It was, like, just a, you know, okay,
0: Interesting. Chloe, what were your opinions?
2: Yeah, I also thought it was, like, mediocre, I guess. Um, It kind of reminded me of the Pillow Talk music video, and then it was, like, psychedelic, visually, Mm. like, crazy stuff happening with, like, lights and weird edits and stuff. Um, So that was cool, and, yeah, I liked, like, the trend of that, and I liked his outfit with the weird (laughs) lights and everything it kind of reminded me of the arm sleeve metal things that he wore oh yeah true um but yeah I wasn't that interested or like entertained by it Mm -hmm. um like Kara said I also probably wouldn't watch it again
0: it's so interesting that both of you feel that way I actually kind of like the music video and out of all the ones he's done I I might say that this is my favorite oh Um, wow yeah and I guess I mean I I liked the visual of Zayn and I thought he looked nice or whatever. I, I thought his his like walkie dance, like he was sort of just like moving his arms, looked a little weird. Um, <laughs> but I guess what drew me to it was the dancers, which I think you both said were like a good part of it. I thought like that was something really cool that wasn't seen in the other music videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I thought they did a really good job. Uh, with what they did, I didn't like as much the the two guys dressed in army outfits. I thought those yeah, outfits were a little was with weird. That? It was. I weird. have no idea. Do <laughs> they have did masks on? Because I can't yeah, remember seeing their face,
1: which was really yeah. weird. Because like the girls were in like, um, you know, like kind of like minimal clothing, which is fine. Yeah. But then like the men were like in complete like, uniform almost, which is kind of weird, and I feel yeah. like that's always kind of, like, a weird power dynamic when, like, women have, like, a lot less clothing than men, especially with, I don't know, it just, like, kind of...
0: Yeah, I did appreciate, real... though, that, like, one of the girls was, like, beating up the other guy. I mean, not in a, not in, like, a, not in an abusive way, but, like, in a combat type way.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. I'll have to she, like, kicked it, him in the
0: face, it was, like, because, like, he was, like, the army person, and she was this, like, dancer, but, like, then she, yeah. like, you know, karate chopped him or something. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I
2: appreciate No, mm, you, know, you sorry, go ahead. I appreciate how Zane and his music videos so far have featured like the female body in an appreciative way but yeah. not in like mm-hmm. an objectifying way like the women dancing in that were just like impressive females yeah. yeah. who also like looked great. Um I felt similarly about the Pillow Talk video. Mm-hmm. Um I just I like that he does that.
1: Mhm. Yeah, yeah, I not just I like think- one. Oh. No, you go. <laughs> uh, I was just like, I'm going to say, like, not it's not like just one body type, I feel like. And it's yeah. not, you know, like all like white blonde models. It's uh, like women of color, which is awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's what really drew me to that, probably. And like the mm-hmm. style of dance was so cool. I just, yeah. I just thought it was really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Zayn was all right, but you know. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I thought it was a good music video. How do you guys think it stands with the other ones? Like where would you... Would, where would you put it?
1: I think Pillow Talk is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, what other ones have come out? I think this one might be, I don't know, because I, I think before is pretty forgettable. Like, I kind of forgot that that wasn't even a music yeah. video. Yeah, oh, I
0: didn't even think of that one. Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: like, he looked really good, and it was, like, a, like just a pretty normal concept. I think that was the most meh for me, um, and mm-hmm. then uh, you and not you and I, lol. Um, (laughs) It's you, it's you. That's what it is. Um, Is like, pretty standard to me. Maybe this is my second favorite then. Um, Mm -hmm. And then It's You and then Before. Mm
0: -hmm. And how about you, Chloe?
2: I feel like it would be Pillow Talk's my favorite. Mm -hmm. It's You second place. uh, This one third. And Before in fourth place. Mm -hmm. Because I literally forgot that. Yeah, I (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah, I do find like there is
0: sort of a, a, a something that connects all of them though. There is a aesthetic, I guess, that seems to go through each of them. I don't know if I can pinpoint exactly what it is, but if I saw something, I'd be like, okay, that's a Zayn music video. <laughs> like it's very different from say One Direction's music videos. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure, absolutely. Um. So then there's this other thing that we need to talk about with this mm-hmm. since the music video came out. Uh, Azelia. Banks, is that how you say her name? Yeah. Who is an, a singer-artist person, um, was calling Zayn out firstly for stealing her ideas for his music video, and she, like, posted this weird Instagram photo that had, like, a picture of Zayn with his orange contact in next to her in one of her music videos with, a co- like, a colored contact, and then, like, those both of them in their sort of glow stick bodysuits, which hers doesn't really look at all like Zane. It's just,
1: like, neon. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. It's such a reach. Jesus.
0: It is. And then the third picture is a picture of Zane from, like, 2013 or something standing outside the tour bus. And then a picture of her. Literally don't know where that one falls into it's place. The heart, it's the heart. But which is ridiculous
1: because uh. do you, does she really think she's the only person in the entire <laughs> world to have a heart tattoo? It's so weird. Like, heart, I think, is probably one of the most common tattoos in the world, so please.
0: Okay, so she posted this, and then a whole bunch of people sort of fired back at her um, to try to support Zayn and his music video and saying, like, he wasn't stealing your ideas or whatever. And, like, who knows whose ideas were stolen where? I mean, there's big arguments about what's taking ideas, what's, like... Innovative, like creativity sharing, and whether or not he actually even knew who this person was, because I don't think a lot of people did. Um, but so people were saying racist stuff to her and calling her the N word, which is completely unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she ended up calling those people out on Twitter, Twitter. Um, and then Zane was separately tweeting some other stuff. He, he had two tweets that said, no lies, I see you reaching, but I don't care, smiley face, peace sign. And then a separate one saying, my ats, as in, like, the at symbol, is too good for you. Pretty much saying, like, I'm, like, you're so, like, I'm not even gonna at you because I'm, like, above that. I'm taking the high road type of thing. Although he is still, like, sort of um, <laughs> subtweeting. Um, but, so, at this point, she assumed that these tweets were in reference to her comments about his music video, which we later find out were not in reference to hers. So, in response to these, she started being completely racist about oh. Zane and his music videos. I think he- she said horrible things about One Direction fans, about, uh, about his culture, about a lot of things that were completely racist. Um, and I, I have, I talked to one of our, well, first, let, let me get your guys' reactions, because I've been talking for a while. What did you guys, what were your reactions to this?
1: Um, I thought it was really gross, and Azealia Banks is famous. I mean, I feel like she, for one, I don't think she's put out music in a while, and she's only stayed relevant by, like, being completely horrible and just derogatory towards different people and that's like why does that like why do you want that to be your legacy it just being mm-hmm. terrible to people and just being horribly racist and homophobic and just disgusting um like she's always I always see her like on the like the sidebar of facebook of like in the news for like her like degrading someone else like this is the only thing I see her in nowadays is just being terrible like why why are you that person um and it's just like disgusting and I I don't really understand um, like, her method, I, I understand that, like, it's a way to get, like, news and stuff, mm-hmm. but, like, come on, like, it's disgusting. Also, it's funny because um, one of our friends from the program just messaged mm-hmm. me um, on Facebook and sent a link to this story, and it's like, please talk about this on your podcast, and, like, we're literally <laughs> talking about it right now, so it's That's I so that was funny. Yeah.
2: Yeah, i I thought it was just appalling, and I, when I saw the little, I saw, like, a little news update about it, and it just said, like, Azalea Banks insults Zayn Malik, and I was like, okay, what could this possibly be? And then I clicked on it, and I saw just how, like, up front and, like, blatantly she was using, like, disgusting slurs, um, and seemed to really just, like, fly off the handle so quickly. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I was really, I was disappointed, grossed out, and I thought she was, like, having a fight with, like, a 14-year-old oh Disney star and oh, calling yeah. her a bunch of awful names. Oh, my God. It was just gross. Yeah.
0: It, it was disgusting. And we definitely wanted to bring it up on the show. Um, but we also wanted to get some feedback from our listeners because, as white women, we can't, like, talk about these things yeah. in the same way. Yeah. Um, not that I've actually met Chloe, but... <laughs> I,
2: I am white, yes. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. Um, but, so I, I reached out to our listener, Thishy, who, as you guys probably know, we, like, read a lot of her stuff on the show because she's so intelligent and has a lot of really cool things to say. And she's mm-hmm. also from India, so this was very relevant to her and she was tweeting about it yesterday. Um, so I wanted to read what she had to say because I think it's just super important to get multiple perspectives on this um so i'm just gonna just gonna read it and i want to thank this for writing this in because i actually contacted her a couple of hours ago and she did this for us which was great she said i find it highly hypocritical that she is quick to dismiss or reduce a person from another culture to curry scented or punjab let me Just be clear, let me just make it clear, curry is beautiful. Curry smells incredible and is yummy. Indian kitchens are arguably the best smelling ones, so using that as an insult is invalid. Azealia said she would call Zane Punjab, which is one of the most colorful, vibrant states in India and Pakistan that is so rich in culture. Its name literally means five rivers, so as you can imagine, it's not too shabby. That's as offensive as going up to an American and saying, hey, you stole my ideas and I don't like you. I'm going to call you California. Ha, take that. You smell like hot dogs. (laughs) Not an insult. (laughs) I love that hashtag curry scented, then B-I-T-C-H. I don't know how much we're allowed to do on this show versus what we're not because we're a family friendly show. (laughs) um anyway i love that hashtag curry scented bitch was trending and people of india or pakistan or the pakistani culture were posting their pictures to prove that there is absolutely nothing wrong with being from there also not giving attention to the to such people is a smart way to handle their ignorance aside from educating them of course which i think zane handled really well plus that selfie he posted was very welcome when I read her tweets, I, as an Indian, did not feel offended. It made me upset, however, that someone out there actually thinks that those things are insults and choose to spread those to her 500,000 Twitter followers. All I think we can do is try to educate people who do not, who do use these as insults and help them understand that they are not. I want to reiterate that you should never reduce someone to only a certain aspect of themselves, even if that's unintentional. And on top of that use it as an insult. Also, I want to put this out there. Irrespective of your culture or where you're from, do not let other people shame you for it. It may not define you, but it is a part of you and you must not let other people make you feel any less of a f- person because you are of a certain race or nationality or religion or part of society. Don't let Azelia Banks of, don't let the Azealia Banks of the world make you feel ashamed of your culture. Let's just spread love and acceptance and forget about the people who don't fishy x um and this is just like thank you so much for sending I this know, in wow because this was brilliantly written kara what's your response to this
1: um i'm just always in awe with this i think she's so awesome and just articulate um i think this is perfectly worded and it just i'm so glad that we we had it to put on our show so thank you so much for writing in
0: yeah um and, and if anyone else like has been moved by this whole thing, please write us in and we'll definitely share it on the show because um, I think this is one of the things we like most about Talk Direction is that we do bring up these really important issues um, and we have a place to talk about it in a way that maybe is more relatable to young people. Um, so I just think the, that everything surrounding this, first of all, Azalea is disgusting and we should forget her, like no one buy her music, forget <laughs> that woman. Um, but just amazing how the fandom and people not even in the fandom sort of, like, got together around this issue and really shut her down. Um, any last thoughts on this? Um, I think we covered it. Okay, cool. So let's move on to Zane at the Met Gala. Um, the Met Gala is the annual fundraising gala for the benefit of the Metropolitan Museum of Arts, uh, Costume and. Indi- costume institute in new york city um and they have this big gala every year where tons of famous people go and they dress up and usually there's a theme of the year and this year it was technology and fashion and bringing those together um and zane attended with his model girlfriend Gigi hadid um do i say that right i never know hadid it's hadid, hadid. Hadid, I get it wrong every single time. <laughs> <That's> um, <nice. laughs> but let's talk about their outfits. What first? Let's go to Chloe. What did you think of Zayn's outfit? Because you mentioned it earlier.
2: I thought it was so cute. I think he took the theme and was like, "All right, I'm gonna look like a transformer." But only <laughs> on the arms. I think it was like I saw that. And I was like, "That's adorable." And uh-huh. um, yeah, otherwise, he looked great. Very dashing. I liked that um, Gigi's outfit just, like, had she had that one little hand accessory that, like, matched oh, his Oh, wow, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's just that little, like, Cute. finger sleeve. I don't know what you would call <laughs> it.
1: Finger, finger sleeve. Finger <laughs> <laughs> puppet.
2: It matches his um, arm sleeve. <laughs> and I like it. I think they uh, did a great job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very nice wording there. Kara, what
1: did you think? Um, I loved it. I just feel like Zane brings out his, like, nerdier side sometimes, and it's just, like, really, um, especially with the the opening of, um, uh, Captain America's Civil War, and, like, you know, the Winter Soldier and Bucky having, like, the one, like, robot arm, like, this just, like, you know, um, was definitely, like, a sort of, like, th- like shout out to that, which I love. I love Captain America. I love Bucky. Um... Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just I just love this because I feel like he was the only one who like took the technology and like went a step above like silver and like just shiny materials. Like he went straight up all out. Although I would love to see him in like a full on like metallic like <laughs> Iron Man like suit because I think that would have been incredible. But like you know, next time maybe. Yeah. Um uh, I feel like I could see him doing that for like a concert, just like being a complete Iron Man suit with like Halloween parts. concert. Yeah, that'd be dope. Um, And Gigi Hadid, Hadid, I just said Hadid, looks incredible as always. Oh, man, she's just beautiful. Like, they're truly unreal. Like, when you just see them together, like, I just feel like I shouldn't be allowed to, like, look at them because, like, they're just so beautiful, man. Yeah.
0: (sighs) They really are. I I was unsure about Zayn's outfit at first, um, but I do kind of like it. I I got, like, Iron Man vibes from it Mm -hmm. and... Very much Zane, like, he likes the comic books and is into all that, so I'm sure it was like a dream come true for
1: him. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I, I like parts of Gigi's outfit, although I don't like the neck part. It reminds oh, me a yeah. little bit too mm-hmm. much of like high school prom a bit. Um, mm-hmm. but I like the, the body part of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, not that this is a Gigi, uh, podcast, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> the outfit's there to talk about. Um, but yeah, it was cool. And then, did you guys see any of, like, the things on Tumblr where there was a picture of Zane leaving the the ball, sort of, I think it came out, like, during the ball was still going on, oh, and everyone, like, was like, Zane doing what he does best, leaving. <laughs> oh my god! <gosh. laughs>
1: oh no! Oh! <laughs>
0: Too real! <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. I'm glad we can all sort of make light of these things now. That's true.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um... So that was cool. And I can't wait to see him go to other red carpet events and hopefully, Mm -hmm. like, keep pushing fashion. Um, The next thing I'm just going to run through is that One Direction is going to be on Family Guy, May 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on an episode called Run, Chris, Run. And both Liam and Louie recorded their voices for the episodes. But it looks like in the picture that's been put out, um, all four boys are in the episode. Um, and they're surrounding a campfire and Stewie's there, like, telling them a story or something. Um, but so we'll talk about that next week when the show actually happens. But make sure you guys look out for it. Mm. Um, the other thing we wanted to mention is that Louis was a guest on America's Got Talent. He was a guest judge. The show hasn't come out yet because they do, like, the auditions beforehand. And then I think the first episode's coming out May 31st um but Simon Cowell's on the panel along with uh Heidi Klum, Mel B, Howie Mandel and it's just like a talent show where people do like everything from singing to like miming and just a whole bunch of weird things so it'll be cool to see him on that and I know he was out on the red carpet um for the event like taking pictures with fans and doing some interviews so hopefully we'll get more Louis content um, and then the last news story we wanted to talk about was Niall being signed up to be the assistant manager for rest of the world, uh, for the soccer aid tournament that's coming up that Louie's already a part of that's, um, being put on to raise money for UNICEF. And when asked about this, Niall said, it's an absolute honor to be asked to be involved with such a fantastic charity. And this game has been has become a major event on the calendar for the last 10 years. I'm absolutely de- delighted to be a part of the rest of the world team and Mr. Rainier, Rainieri's, uh, management team. We have a great team this year and I'm sure the boys are looking forward to the challenge. It's going to be a great week. So I don't know, uh, like what, what entails being a manager of, uh, like a charity fundraiser soccer team, but I know he's going to be there and like, Whatever. He wanted to play, but his knee, after having surgeries on it, he can't play, and he says he's Aww. scared to mess it up, which really sucks. I know. It, it, I feel like he's quite upset about that. Um, but as we know, Louis is going to be playing on the England team, and Niall's going to be on the other team. so (laughs) yeah there's been some twitter banter which has been absolutely delightful as niall said which or delighted niall said i don't know why he used that word it seems like something he (laughs) wouldn't use in that interview um but yeah, there's been some Twitter banter, and one of our listeners, at aaron 484 wanted us to talk about this. And also, just to reiterate what I said earlier, sorry for not answering your DM, because we saw it, and we just, the end of the year is really stressful, so, but thank you so much for writing in to us. Um, and because we have a lot to talk about, I'm gonna just talk about my favorite back and forth. There was a lot of them, and you can go check out their Twitters. Um, to see what was going on, but it was like that jokey sort of, um, trash talk, pretty much. Uh, Louie, no, was it Niall said to Louie, um, no, Louie said to Niall, <laughs> uh, it, and also Sandy Beals from their band was also involved in this, like, little chatty thing. But Louie said, well, you boys better get to know, get my eye on you, Nialler. And then Niall said, tomo i now work for a premier league winning manager don't have time for this trash talk (laughs) uh and then later on louis said p.s love the text update every time you tweet me cute uh and niall responded ha 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 a-hole what did what did you guys take that to mean? that louis has niall's tweets on like text updates
2: they like,
1: he gets alerts. I like it. But I'm so yeah. confused. Why is he, like, dragging Niall for that? Because <laughs> clearly it's Louie who did that. I'm confused.
2: It's like a side little love
0: note. Like, it's, yeah. you know, <laughs> talk yeah. aside for a second.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it's like, love you, bro, but, like, yeah. I'm gonna drag you to hell.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then they started saying banter, but, like, in different ways. Like, I, so I didn't really... Funny. Under, I didn't understand it. Like, banter Claus. Bantam Deck? Like, Bantam of the Opera?
1: Yeah, did you see the Bantam of the Opera one? So funny! God! (laughs) I think it's just Um, like a British thing because I've seen it other places, but it's really funny. I love it. Bantam
0: Deck, they have the two talk show hosts are Ant and
1: Deck. Oh! Oh, yeah, Yeah. I remember Chloe telling me about that. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. But I didn't really completely understand it. I mean, just Niles' tweets recently talking to like his sports people or like his other fellow irish people or british people i can like understand maybe 50% of what's being said i oh, i don't I love know that. it's so it's so different how like i don't know if it's just because like i mean there's i mean there is poor spelling and grammar involved <laughs> but it's just interesting to see how even cultures that speak the same language you can't it's so different at the same time
1: yeah, I think that, like, back in the day, he was, like, really guilty of just, like, using so much slang that it was, like, kind of unreadable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think he's, like, gotten somewhat, like, better at that. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that was cute. Thank you for keeping us, you know, alive in the hiatus. mm mm-hmm. um, Let's move on to the main discussion now that we're 45 minutes into the episode. Oh, well, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going to get cut. But <laughs> um, okay, so... This is going to be about Borders, like I mentioned earlier, which is the 11th song on Zayn's album, Mind of Mine. The song was written by Zayn, James Ho, Harold Lilly, Michael Hennides, and Anthony Hennides. Don't know how to say that. Um, What were your initial songs... songs? What were your initial thoughts on this song uh, when you heard it? Do you remember?
1: Um, I kind of don't remember I think I just remember liking the beat I I wrote down somewhere I mean I have to go back and listen to our like um initial thoughts on Zane's album to like really get my true thoughts but Mm -hmm. I think um it's one of those songs that like wasn't memorable for me on first listen but like after like listening to it a bunch more times it's like really growing on me and it's become Mm -hmm. definitely one of my favorites especially like with the lyrics yeah um, and just like the beat and everything
2: yeah and Chloe how about you? Yeah, it wasn't a standout song for me either. Like, I listened to the album in full, obviously, and I don't really remember what I thought of Borders. Mm -hmm. Um, But after, like, paying closer attention to the lyrics and after thinking a little bit more about it, um, after reading this quote that we're going to share in a bit, um, I have grown to appreciate it some more.
0: Mm -hmm. I think I felt similarly. I don't think it was one of my favorite songs, um i i did look back on the notes that i took when we did that initial episode and i i talked about it being sounding like justin timberlake and we did mention that we quite liked the lyrics and we wanted to do a song analysis on it and like there were metaphors in it that we really liked um which is interesting because now that's the first song we are doing uh, analysis for um but chloe let's talk about that quote that you found what was it and what is it (laughs)
2: perfect okay um i remember i was looking for reviews like the morning that the album came out and this is one of the first ones i read and it's from this website called consequence of sound um and they just do like music reviews um and the quote itself is as much as he tries to mold himself towards an idealized sound his self-indulgent choices are the rewarding ones intermission flower A brief, serene interlude finds him singing in Urdu over finger-picked acoustic guitar, one of the more expressive moments for the half-Pakistani pop star. It's a moment you won't get on other major label pop albums, and an indication of why it's important to have a Muslim artist in the spotlight. In his hands, a song like Borders, a grooving R&B jam about trying to find common ground with a lover, takes on an extra dimension, even if the lyrics aren't political on their face. Um, So after reading that and then re-listening to the song a few times um, and thinking about it in the context of, okay, he is a Muslim artist and he's labeled this song, like, it's called Borders, um, which definitely made me think about, like, border control, immigration crisis, um, Syrian refugees, things like that. Um, And it seems like the song itself might be kind of like a double entendre of, like, Zane taking a subtle political stance in a mm-hmm. song without being too overt about it, because obviously it seems like it's also a song about, like, a relationship.
0: Yeah, I, I think I really like that you found this quote and sent it in, because it makes you think so much more about the song and what it could mean. Um, for me, it, it brought up even the idea, I read in one of my women's studies courses a book called, uh, what's it called, From the... It was, it was called something like oh borderlands mm. borderlands and it's about um a woman straddling two cultures and like being on the border of two different cultures um, and she actually writes part of the book in Spanish and part of it in English to sort mm. of like Ooh. get that feel for it which is really cool um and that those type of things were brought up with this quote for me as well um and I think going into the song analysis we have to, like, it makes you think deeply about all the different types of borders that there are mm. and how to interpret the song in different ways. Kara, do you have thoughts on this?
1: Um, no, I think you guys did a good job of just, like, giving a good overview.
0: Okay, cool. So let's move into um, the song analysis. And we're going to start with the title as we do. Uh, the title is Borders, but it's spelled with a Z at the end instead of an S. Um, Do you guys have interpretations for what the Z could mean?
1: Um, I truly think he's just trying to be a little edgy. Um, <laughs> that's all that I can give.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's just, like, classic saying sticking. I think it's actually spelled, like, B-O-R-D-E-R-S-Z. Yeah, I think
1: it is, too. I don't know why I think that, but... Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I feel like he's just like tacking a fun little Z on at the end, the same way he just like capitalizes random letters, just having Mm -hmm. a little bit of fun. (laughs) Um, The
0: only thing else I can think of is that uh, Z is the the letter of his name, and if you're talking about him, like (laughs) if well, yeah, but he's also like if he's talking about bordering, maybe like his own sort of mind of mine era and like uh being in a in an era of one direction when he wasn't comfortable with that like z is represents like him getting sort of pushed over into one side where he's much mm. more confident with himself i could be reading way too much into something that's just quirky zane um, <laughs> but it is interesting because it was intentional clearly yeah yeah um okay so the first verse is she is the life of the party. Don't stick that knife in my body. It's something she always wanted. It's for a good cause. You're doing a good job. We're off where the wind blows. I don't care where we go. Just like the ocean, you change what I see. Um, and this starts out quite choppy. It's very stripped back. I, I like immediately hear the falsetto and punchy sounds to, especially the first half of this verse. Um, and I think that fits with what the words are actually saying about sticking a knife in the body. It is sort of like that... It's uh, a tension. Like, there's tension in the lyrics, and I think the way he speaks it speaks to that. Um, and to me, this is describing someone who is, uh, like, literally the life of the party. They're always the center of the tension wherever they go, and he's asking her not to backstab him because of this and that that sort of we talk about um people twisting metaphors on their head and looking at things from a new perspective and to me don't stick that knife in my body is another way of saying like don't backstab me um Mm. which i really liked and then what did you guys think of these these first couple lines i guess
1: um i thought it was interesting that one he started like straight off the bat with falsetto Um, I feel like we don't kind of hear that often. I feel like falsetto is something that he sort of, like, gradually gets into during a song and sort of, like, is the main event, sort of. Um, So it's kind of cool to see him, like, just bringing it out right away. Um, And also, like, like he brought up the falsetto right away, he's also bringing up, like really intense emotion right away um like the first line it sounds like it's just going to be like kind of a casual tune about just like a gal who just you know loves a party and loves attention Mm -hmm. but then it's like don't stick that knife in my body like that's pretty violent and like straight to the point um which i think is really cool that he just like kind of throws you into this um Mm -hmm. like really intense like emotion sea emotion ocean if you will
2: (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) <clears throat> um yeah i like that you use the word tension caitlin because i feel like there is tension in these first two lines like you start with a party and then end mm-hmm. the couplet whatever if you will <laughs> with a knife <laughs> so it's like there's already there's danger there and there's like this strange contradiction mm. between parties and knives yeah i i do like that because like it it
0: like scares you almost like you were yeah. not expecting that um and then it sort of goes into, like, some chill words again. It's for a good cause. You're doing a good job. Um, I, I don't, for me, oh, it, it's something she always wanted. Is this, like, she's doing something career-wise that, like, is for a good cause and maybe for a charity and she's succeeding at it? Or is there a sort of a deeper level here? I, was, I mean, they're vague lyrics, so I think you can interpret them a lot of ways. Mm. Um, but how did you take that?
1: Um, I'm kind of confused by the line, it's something she always wanted, um, maybe like the attention and fame. Um, mm-hmm. And then like the whole, it's for a good cause, you're doing a good job, sort of sounds like someone talking to a celebrity, like a managerial sort of um, presence. Um, and it's sort of just like the kind of thing that I'm sure Zayn would probably hear a bunch of times um, mm-hmm. and just sort of like, um, I don't know, having his life controlled in that kind of way. Um, if we're taking, like, that kind of stance. Um, But Mm -hmm. in terms of relationship, I'm not sure um, if he's talking to someone like the girl, um, because that doesn't make as much sense to me for some reason.
2: Mm -hmm. Taking, like, a political reading, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about the it's something she always wanted line, so I'm just going to pretend that's not there, Um, (laughs) but it's for a good cause. You're doing a good job, made me think about, like, a, it seemed almost kind of like tongue-in-cheek sarcastic um, and something like a president or someone in charge would say to themselves or someone would assure them of mm. when they, like, reject immigrants mm. or make stronger immigration laws. Um, mm. Just, uh, But I also maybe reading into this entire song with like a completely abstract interpretation that wasn't there um but i feel like it's
1: i mean it could be there if you're thinking it's there it is there yeah
0: if it's it's if it's true for a listener then it's true you know we bring our own experiences and that's what i think artists expect from from a Mm -hmm. listener so um i think we do have to look at it that way um and then we go into we're off where the wind blows which is a play on Um, like wherever the wind blows, like you sort of drift along with it. That whole common phrasing or whatever, um, where to me it seems like he's in a position where he's just sort of flowing along, not really in control. Maybe thinking of it with the whole management perspective, where like he doesn't really have control over what he does, but he doesn't really care too much. Um, just like the ocean, he's being pushed along by the tides. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, or, or relationship wise in, in that interpretation, like they didn't really define their relationship and they're just seeing where it takes them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, I was looking at the, genius lyrics which is a website that like has people you're able to look at people's interpretations oh of songs. i love
1: that site
0: <laughs> i know oh i was going through the beyonce lemonade and going yes. through every single one you get a whole <laughs> new understanding of beyonce reading the Amazing. genius lyrics um but they were saying for this line the you change what i see and i listened to it as well they were saying it could be a play with you change water sea versus, like, what, what? I see. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what that was, but I guess it sort of fits with the, <laughs> <laughs> with the ocean. Like, I can see him, like, thinking that was something. I didn't really find anything out of it, but, um, yeah. What, what do you guys think of this ocean and wind imagery?
1: Um, I think it's interesting because both of them are just sort of... Um, images that you throw in if you're sort of not in control like fully in control like the wind is pushing you some way and like the tide is pushing you some way as you were saying Um, and I think that could like be for you know in a fame sense Um, he's just kind of floating along because I think we sort of saw that with him in One Direction a lot of times he said that like he didn't feel like he really had any like stock in the music or just like the the fame or anything. So um he was just kind of like floating along through life and not really like feeling it. Um mm-hmm. and then with a the relationship it just sort of seems like they are like in a very like it's not like not committed, but just very like passion driven. Um um just mm-hmm. like the I don't care where we go, um and just like the fact that it's sort of just like tumultuous tumultuous um, relationship, like the ocean. Um, it's always changing. Um, the person might be always changing. Um, they don't know what they're going to get with that person. Um, mm-hmm. It just kind of seems like it, it's a relationship with a, a lot of ups and downs and not a lot of stability.
2: Hmm. Yeah, it seems like kind of like, <clears throat> just helpless. Mm. Like, don't care where we go, we're just gonna end up somewhere. Um, on a literal level, I have no idea what like the ocean, you change what I see it means because I don't... I ju- like, what? I don't know how the ocean changes what you see. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the way I took it, I could be wrong, but I thought that, like, the ocean like, is always changing, like, the currents and tides are always changing, so, like, oh. they're like the ocean and they're always changing. And always
0: changing. Yeah. And he oh sees my god! Yeah. I just had a mind blow. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I totally didn't even connect those lines. Oh, no. I was... Here. That makes so much sense. I, I yeah. thought it was like, I don't care, we go just like the ocean, and then oh. you change what oh. I see, like, as a separate thing. <laughs> oh, that could be, though. Oh, that could be it, too. That could
1: be it. It like, definitely is. I was like,
0: where does that come in? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so much more sense. Because when you look at the ocean, the tides are always changing. Mm-hmm. So, like, wow. Brilliant, Kara.
1: Brilliant. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, so then we go into the pre-chorus. They don't know what I know. How long I've had to hold. You're like a commotion all because of me. Um... And this is, I got like, they don't know about us vibes from oh, this well, yeah. a little bit from One Direction's song. Because um, in that song, they're like, they don't know about how much I love you. They don't see what we have. Um, so if you're taking it relationship wise, this could be about him saying like, they don't know what I know about our relationship and how much it means and like how how long I've had to hold. I don't know if that's like hold off in like, really, like, giving everything to a relationship because of career stuff, or, I I don't know, it could be a lot of different things, I think. Um, maybe in terms of, like, the 1D perspective, um, they don't know what's going on in his head and, like, how much he's had to hold himself back from, like, being who he wants to be rather than, like, in making the music he wants to make, um... But then we're talking about this person again. You're like a commotion all because of me. Uh, And I love, first of all, the commotion in the ocean sounds. So beautiful. And this, you're like a commotion, is just like an incredible simile. Like, what a beautiful way to talk about a person. (laughs) Um, And I guess it's like saying someone's like a commotion. A commotion's like something that's like loud and ruckusy and messy and sort of all over the place. Um, And he's blaming himself that this person, or whatever, if it's a person, if it's a situation, whatever it is, is like that because of what he's done. Maybe because they've sort of let things flow around and not have a direction and be like ocean and wind and get pushed around. Um, And now that's like affecting either the person he's in a relationship or whatever interpretation it is. Um, What do you guys think about this?
1: Yeah, I really like the line... um... Well, I don't love the line. They don't know what I know. Um, I remember, like, I think last episode, we were talking about how... Um, although he does explain, like, what he they don't know. So it's mm-hmm. better than, like, the One Direction lyrics. So just, like, you don't know what I know. And then, like, does not give any, like, explanation. <laughs> yeah. But this does. So never mind. Mm-hmm. I take that back. Um, and I like the whole... Um, Like, they don't know how long I've had to hold, like, hold on, like, especially with the wind imagery and water imagery, just sort of, or the ocean imagery, like, Mm. they're just kind of, um, he's just not in control of his, uh, situation, um, and just, like, having to, like, hold on for dear life and just sort of, like, try to, like, you know, tread water and, like, keep his head above water. Um, and I also really love the, you're, like, a commotion all because of me. Um, first of all, I, I really love the word commotion there. Um, and also I think that um I really like songs where uh the person singing sort of takes responsibility for like um Mm -hmm. negative impacts they've had like on other people I think that it's just very vulnerable um and it's just very honest um and I think that this works here um yeah I really like it
2: I read that you're like a commotional because of me as like kind of about the fans because oh
1: interesting So like
2: we don't know what it was like for him we don't know how long he had to like hold himself back or yeah like hold it together keep his head above water while he was in the band things like that and then like everyone obviously freaks out upset he leaves the band and so we're all like a commotion all because of him um i think it's funny that like our interpretations of these lyrics are like limited to just what we specifically know about like the writer's lives. True. So like we will be reading into this, what we have seen Zane go through, which is like he left the band. Um mm-hmm. But that's definitely what I read that as. Yeah. yeah that's really so like interesting. That
1: interpretation. Especially cause it's talking about what like that we don't know about him. So then like, yeah. we're just trying to interpret it something that we literally have no idea about. Yeah,
0: that's true. Mm-hmm. I love having so many people on with all their ideas. It's so good. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's move into the chorus, which is... So take it off. Let's break down all of our walls. Right now, I want to see it all. I don't want to cool off. So let's cross the lines we lost. Right now, I want to see it all. You were right on the border. Give me all of this. Give me all of you. No falling in. Don't need no proof. Though, there is discrepancy about those last two lines. Um, I don't have the actual copy of what the lyrics are, but a whole bunch of lyric sites say different things. So we're going to go with this interpretation. <laughs> but if you guys heard something else, feel free to let me know. Um, but so this one, carrot, why don't you kick this off? Because I've been starting all of them. Oh,
1: oh man. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, so like, he has other songs where he says like, so take it off. And it, like, I mean, there's obviously the sexual implication of, like, taking off clothes. But, like, I feel like it seems more emotional to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really seem to be completely just surface level. Take off your clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, let's break down all of our wa- walls. That's pretty clear um, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be, like, an emotional thing. Um, and, yeah, I think it just seems like they, they Zayn, the speaker of the, the song um, is kind of tired of just sort of, like, the floating around, like, oh, we'll yeah. see what happens sort of relationship and kind of wants, like, emotional vulnerability on the other person's end um, and just is kind of tired of this, like, wishy-washy, like, you get what you get type, type of thing. Um, and, like, the speaker's, like, saying that directly and is just, like, very forward about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah.
2: I... I um sorry. <laughs> no, you go, you go. I am gonna take a political read on mm-hmm. this chorus again, because I feel like there's a lot of like words like walls and yeah. lines we lost in border proof. Um, all of that seems like it's really pointing to um, the read that that consequence of sound quote made me think of, um, or yeah, that brought up. So like, lines like break down all of your walls, I feel like that's like, walls between countries or cultures um you were right on the border so like somebody's right on the border of getting into another country like seeking refuge um and give me all of this give me all of you seems kind of like taking like an open armed stance Mm -hmm. towards like refugees and immigrants um so and no falling in I feel like interpreted as like These individuals aren't just going to, like, disappear um, because they'll be let in in this ideal world. Um, Don't need no proof, like, no proof of identity or anything. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what your background or religion is. Like, just come into Mm. this country and seek refuge if you need to. That's kind of what I read it as. Wow, I really like that with like the "don't need no proof." Yeah, I think
1: that's
0: really interesting because I was struggling with that line anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, that's a really interesting interpretation for the middle lines. The so let's cross the lines we lost in terms of a relationship. I see it as like maybe they had been building up to something, but then they sort of. With the commotion in the ocean and the wind, they let it, like, fall back. Um, and they're saying, I don't want to cool off. I don't want to fall back. I want to, like, go farther and push us, like, past the lines, like, cross those lines, cross the boundaries that we had before. And, like, break down our walls and share ourselves in ways that we never shared ourselves previously. Um mm-hmm whether that's emotionally or sexually. And I think, like, the vulnerability is there in both cases. Um, And sort of, in some ways, they go hand in hand. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Not all the time, obviously, but um, I think in this, in this, the way he's talking about it, it does. Um, And the no falling in, don't need no proof. Like I said, it was hard for me to see this from a relationship point. I don't know if there was, he was saying, like, no falling in love or we're not falling into this we're deciding in we're deciding mm. to sort of step into love and like we've made the conscious decision we're not just being pushed into it um and then like don't need no proof we don't need proof we don't need to share with the world that we're in love because we're in love i d- i don't really know from that point of view do you guys have ideas
1: um i think yeah i was really confused about that too but now seeing the whole like um they don't need to prove it to the outside world and also mm-hmm. like they're they just like sort of implicitly trust each other sort of thing that they don't need mm-hmm. to like make some grand gesture um um what else did I want to say oh yeah the so let's cross the lines we lost I was also thinking like um sort of like if you're in a re- relationship that just sort of like speeds ahead and just is like very passion driven maybe they want to go back and sort of like start from the beginning and mm-hmm. just like kind of like follow like a slower pace and like slower steps um like all the things that they didn't get to do the first time around
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um yeah I really like the whole like being on the border thing it just like like you were saying it like sort of adds tension because I can just like see like being a tightrope kind of thing yeah Um, and just sort of like it's the other person um or the speaker of the song is um just like sort of like coaxing the other person in like just like a very like um uh, I don't know like uh supportive way that's the word i was looking for Mm -hmm. and just like give me all of this give me all of you like i'll like help you along um Mm -hmm. you know no falling in that like that suits that metaphor the whole tightrope thing um i really like the whole thing that you were saying that's it's not they're not falling it's like they're deciding this i think that's like Mm -hmm. that's really powerful yeah thanks
0: um okay so then we go to the next verse which is Beautiful insanity, live like a movie, change the scene, taste your sweet profanity. This is all for a good cause. Think you're doing a good job. Um so this line the this part can be seen as both sexual and not sexual. I think it's more explicit than some of the other bits of the song. Um, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and the be- the beautiful insanity seems to me like he's talking about this person or talking about their relationship where it's this beautiful thing, but it's also kind of like crazy and things are going on that they might not be able to control. But in some ways that makes it more beautiful. Um, and it also, if he's talking about one person, um, maybe she's sort of like insane in a good way. Um, and then this live like a movie, change the scene. I want to get your opinion on this because... Um. This almost seemed like... I I didn't know if it was, like, part of the picture he's creating here or sort of, like, a stepping-out, like, fourth-wall thing where he's saying, like, okay, we're changing the scene now. Like, these are the same words I used before, the this is all for a good cause, think you're doing a good job, but now the scene has changed and we're not talking about what I'm talking before and now maybe, like, look at it in a different light, whether that be, like, more sexual or... Whatever, I I just don't know if it's like, uh, him like stepping out and talking to the reader. Is that how you took it, or do you see it more as part of the story?
1: Um, I saw it sort of similar, like in imagery to the whole, um, you're like the ocean. You change what I see. Just sort of like there's no real um, stability in the relationship. There's it's just mm-hmm. always changing and morphing. Um, and also there's a bunch of, um, like movie or like, I guess there's only a few, but there's, it's kind of a lot. It's like three or four in a a small album, um, Mm -hmm. where he's talking about like the sort of like inconsistency of movies and like sort of it being fake and just like always changing. Um, so Mm -hmm. I think that'd be interesting to like sort of go through that imagery and see all the different, like the different, like, um, the trends we see and, um, Yeah, so I think that was, but that's, like, a really cool interpretation that's sort of just, like, it's, like, a fourth wall break. Um, So I think it could be either one. Mm
2: -hmm. It kind of reminds me of um, the two lines on, I think it's before, when he says, I've done this before, but not like this. Um, Because it's, like he's living this like very public life and right now he's like obviously very deliberately and publicly making he's changing the scene he's making a huge change to um his like public perception his music um so it's like everyone's watching him um as he does something new and different so he is like like the movie in that yeah like his life is the movie Mm. and right now this Mm. new like era of zane is him changing the scene Mm. Mm mm-hmm
0: yeah, I do like that, because that's sort of, like, an in-between, like, fourth wall slash not fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Like it's within his story, um, but maybe not within the story of exactly the song. I don't know. Um, and then we have the taste your sweet profanity, which I think can be taken a lot of ways. Um, it, firstly, I think there's two sexual ways I took it. I don't know how much we're allowed <laughs> to freaking talk about this. I mean, we talked every...
1: about worse, so it's Okay
0: the first one i see is like literally someone swearing but like sweet profanity as in like swearing out of pleasure um or like sweet profanity maybe he's talking about her body as like something so like profane but in a good way and Mm -hmm. he's literally tasting her body uh in a sexual way (laughs) (laughs) if you get what i mean um which uh, i really really like this sentence this line i think it's really beautifully written taste your sweet profanity the the uh, like the opposition of sweet and profanity but like together just creates such an interesting image mm-hmm. um and uh i think if it is talking about sex it's doing it in a really good way which i think a lot of times in songs, uh, women can be talked about sexually in a way that is demeaning or degrading. Um, and I don't think that this is. And I think we've talked about sort of Zayn on a whole talking about women sexually in his songs in a good way. Um, but yeah, so I really liked this line. Um, and then the, this is all for a good cause, think you're doing a good job. If you're taking it sexually, it's like either him talking to the person... Um, not, not giving consent, but, like, in, like, saying that, like, this is enjoyable for both of them, I guess. Um, but then the other interpretation that I had could also be, like, literally she's swearing at him, but not in a good way, but because she's, like, this insanely beautiful, like, insanity type thing, it is sweet in some ways, but she's also swearing, and that provides, like, that uh it shows like that rockiness in their relationship um but he's sort of taking the swearing because it's all for a good cause because eventually the walls are going to break down and they're going to open up and it's worth it to push past that so that he can like they can get to their true like selves i guess i don't really know how did you guys take that
1: um first of all I want to give a disclaimer that my stomach has been growling so loudly through this entire episode so if you hear me and Chloe like laughing at any point that like doesn't seem funny it's not at you. that's why yeah, it's no we're not laughing at your interpretation it's just me being like, oh, I didn't super even hear. loud also
2: if you hear
1: yeah, strange I'm noises really hoping that you can not can't, us, the microphone it up, cuz it truly sounds like i ate like bunches of tiny whales and they're just like <laughs> in there like trying to escape um Anyway, back to the song. Okay, um, I yeah, I think this sweet profanity. Also, profanity is actually a really beautiful word. Yeah, um,
0: it is.
1: Yeah, which is like it's it's really cool. I love when like uh like words that mean something have like sound like completely different than what they mean. It's Um, so much
0: different than him saying taste your sweet cuss words or taste your (laughs) sweet swears. Yikes. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yikes. That would be pretty gross, actually. Um, That would be something One Direction would do. (laughs) Yes. Yikes. Yeah. (laughs) Like, maybe, like, their first or second album. Um, When they're trying to be edgy, but they can't be too edgy. (laughs) Story stuff. But I think that, like, the whole this is all for a good cause, think you're doing a good job. I never took it as, like, um, I mean, I guess it could be taken anyway, but I always saw it more tongue in cheek, even than the first time it was said, um, especially mm-hmm. like think you're doing a good job. It's like seems sort of implied, but you're not. Um, so I don't know what they could be talking about there. Maybe the whole fame managerial thing. Um, also the political reading. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, because it, it seems, I guess, that, that they do have a, like such a rocky, tumultuous I've said that so many times, and also my headphone just fell out. Um, tumultuous. I've done that so many times where I, like, say a word wrong, and I keep on repeating it on the same episode <laughs> and, like, say it wrong every time. Anyway, if they have such a rocky relationship, um, it sort of makes sense that there's, like, um, such a disconnect between some of the lines where it's like, oh, you're so beautiful, like you're so sweet, mm-hmm. um, and the whole, like dichotomy of like sweet and profane um makes sense because the whole like song and relationship seems to be like about ups and downs um mm-hmm. and that there's sort of like a bitterness and sort of like um just like kind of like i don't know the, i guess bitter is the right word just sort of like resentful though like think this is all for a good cause think you're doing a good job like there's sort of like fighting in this this like stanza i guess
2: mm, interesting yeah and looking at the potential parallel meaning of this song, um, "Taste Your Sweet Profanity," uh, made me think of the first person who came to mind was Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like on such a different route than what you guys were saying, <laughs> it made me think of Donald Trump and like the awful slurs and things that he'll say um, about anyone who's not like a white American, basically. Um, so like, he's make it's like mm, not him specifically, but like somebody making these, like, grand proclamations about what, um I don't know, England or America, whatever, should look like demographically, mm-hmm. and that they think they're doing, like, a good job, that it's all for a good cause, that they're, like, protecting their country by mm-hmm. keeping people out um and keeping them out of their borders. Mm-hmm. If Yeah, to bring it back to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Very true. I like how these, like,
0: the, the the last two lines especially, like, they can be taken in that sarcastic way that both of you described or, mm-hmm. like, a positive way, which I think is yeah. really interesting. True. Um, okay, so then we go into the same pre-chorus and the same chorus, and then we have the bridge, which is similar lyrics that we saw before. Give me all of this, give me all of you, no falling in, don't need no proof, and then that repeated. Um so we don't have to go too much into what it means, but I wanted to talk about like the role of repetition in this song and in Zane's music that we've seen on the album, because I think there is quite a bit of repetition, whether that be like a chorus that maybe is only one or two words, um, or some lines like this that get repeated throughout. Um, But what does, what does repetition do for a song? I guess is the question.
1: Um, I think that this being in the bridge, especially in just repetition in general, sort of, um, we've talked about this before, it makes it sound like more desperate and sort of just like a plea. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that this, I, I could be wrong, um, but this, this bridge, I think is like more stripped back and I think it yeah, might it have, um, a bit of piano, um, to it. I think, I know the piano was like in some part of the song and I made a note that it sounded like haunting, um, sort of um just because it's sort of just like his voice and just he it sounds like his voice is more like strained um not in like mm-hmm. an unpleasant way just sort of like it's definitely like a plea um and like all of these are sort of pleas like give me all of this give me all of you um and just sort of like like a re- repetition just of like um what they want out of the other person mm-hmm. um and they're all kind of like called actions yeah um, yeah
2: yeah, I think his voice in this part definitely sounded really desperate, um, in comparison especially to the rest of like the falsetto yeah. verses. Um it was a big change. And also I think like I don't know if there's piano but the background music kinda like speeds up and gets like a little bit frantic. Um it mm. does strip back, but there's like I'm not going to make the sound, but <laughs> it sounds like, like a synthetic, no, um, like a Voice? siren going like, wah, wah, <laughs> this the sound? Sound? <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds, it
0: sounds very desperate and pleading. Mm-hmm. It almost to me seems like he's like actually talking to the person at this point. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's quiet. It's like almost like they're having a conversation, and like the music is surrounding. It and this is where it's like he's getting down to it, like talking to the person, and saying like, "Listen to me," you know. Yeah. Um. So then we go into the chorus again, and the same lines repeated in the end. Um, and it, it, the song ends, and then there's quite a long sort of outro of music. I don't know if you guys had anything else about these these last lyrics or the sound of it.
1: Um um I think that like it ending on you are right on the border and sort of just like fading out. Um I just like realized that like using the past tense makes it like sort of even more haunting cuz like it's not like you are right on the border, it's like mm. you were and like um maybe this is about a past relationship that didn't work out and it's just there it's always been you were right on the border. Yeah. Um but it just like makes it seem um, I don't know, sort of sad and just, like, reminiscing but um, nostalgic for this um, and, like, thinking, like, if maybe they changed something that they would still be together. Um, also, talking about the, like, weird alarm sounds, I like, that you, that Chloe um, so nicely demonstrated, <laughs> um, I, I thought that, like, it was very apparent in the last, like, fade out um, and mm. it sort of, like, almost sounded, like, dystopian because, like, of the alarm and yeah. just sort of... Um, it i don't know there's like a whole another layer of interpretation sort of just like um like the end of the world and like you know they're mm-hmm. all they have but they're not even it's not working out because they can't get their stuff together um and yeah i really liked the ending on like just like sort of fading out and like just there being some music um and it not ending directly like after he says the words just because it sort of like makes it more haunting
0: mm, yeah definitely I agree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think also ending on the word border, like, there, it, it still puts up that border. Like, maybe that was a past tense thing, but, like, it doesn't dissolve the border Yeah, yet, you know. Um, and we've talked about it a bit musically, uh, and this is where I try to talk about instruments. <laughs> Chloe, do you play any instruments? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's see what I heard. Um, I had drums, some little hubby sounds, <laughs> some eh sounds, which I think were probably the sirens. Yeah. Um, there were some shaky sounds. <laughs> like an egg, you know, what we talked about oh, yeah. like a like couple a ch- times ch- ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the one. Um, and then I said it sounded really echoey and electronic um, and sort of similar to what we've talked about. Um, but I think... It is this sort of sound that we see throughout the whole album, where it's got like the R and B, but it also has this like synthy pop thing as well, um, and I think it works well with like his lyrics and what he's talking about. Um, it um, could be the border of pop and R and B. Oh, you never know. There's so many borders out there. Mm-hmm,
1: true. Um, I just made a note here that I can't remember, like, what line he's repeating, but um, in the beginning of the song, it, like, opens with, like, a repeating, like, with him re- uh, singing, like, a, re- a repeating line, um, and it sort of sounds, the first, like, chorus sort of sounds like it's from an old tape recorder. Um, it mm-hmm. just sort of, like, sounds, like, tinny and, like, canned almost, um, mm-hmm. and it's, like, so interesting because, like, um, there's all these, like, I don't know, that that reads dystopian to me, too, um, mm-hmm. and sort of just, like... That fits in with, like, the theme of nostalgia just sort of being, like, an old tape that someone found um, mm-hmm. that Zane just sung on, apparently. Could you imagine, like, that being, like, what aliens fa- find <laughs> this song? Zane or, represents the yeah. human race. I could, I could see that. I would be mm-hmm. fine with that. Um, <laughs> Zane a picture of Zayn's face, his, like, his voice and Beyonce's albums. I think that would be a good <laughs> representation of Earth. Um, maybe a bit idealized that's fine um (laughs) but yeah I thought it was cool like the differences of the sound quality um because it's it's pretty apparent like when it goes from like the old like sort of grainy sound to like the very clear sound which I thought was really awesome Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and and I know like even at the beginning which I don't know if this is what you're talking about or or something different but like With those first, in in the first verse, like the first half of it is very choppy and punchy. But -hmm. then when you get to talking about the wind and the ocean, it's sort of the sound of the song flows with that. Um, I don't know if that's where the switchover was from the old timey to the whatever, Mm -hmm. but you have that like. Almost the sound of the song is following what the lyrics are saying, like sounds a bit like the ocean the wind, versus like this knife stabby feeling. Yeah. Um. So I think it complements the lyrics really well. Agreed. Um. Okay. Favorite lyric, uh, Chloe. What was your favorite lyric from oh, the gosh. song? Oh gosh. Give me a minute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kara, you go. Okay, I think that. Um. I really like the whole like tongue in cheek thing of like think you're doing a good job thing, mm-hmm. but I, I have to go with your like a commotion. Um mm-hmm. just because I think it's beautiful. I love the like the sounding of the mm-hmm. phrase. Um and I just think it's like such new and interesting imagery for Zane. So I've gotta give yeah. him that. Props. And
0: coming after Ocean.
1: Yeah, like, I love it, just it.
0: Sounds so cool. Mm-hmm. I had that one and
2: the taste your sweet profanity. Mm-hmm. I like that one as well. I think the No Falling and Don't Need No Proof is, mm. like, gutsy and, like, a daring line and yeah. interesting. Because yeah. Um,
0: yeah. both of them almost seem like they're cut off, like, half-thoughts. Like, That's mm, true, you yeah. Really, like, need to add your own into it, add something else to it.
1: Yeah, it's like he's, you know, on a radio station broadcasting at the end of the world, and his thoughts are, <laughs> getting, yeah, his thoughts are getting cut off. <laughs> and it just ends. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um... Okay, so let's rate these out of 10. Now, is this the One Direction scale we're using or a new Zane scale or just like a music in general scale?
1: We've never decided on this and I always forget that we do ratings. I say that every (laughs) single time and we've done like a million. We're only on, we're almost on episode 50 and we've probably done about 25 (laughs) song analysis and every single time I'm like caught off guard. Um, I think we should just go with whatever our heart tells us to go with.
0: (laughs) As we do. Yeah. (laughs) What did you rate this, Kara? Or would you rate this?
1: Um Okay. So I think oh god. Okay. Um maybe an eight point nine.
0: What? Ooh, that's high. I can't
1: give things low scales. It's just not in my heart.
0: (laughs) That's okay. This is your rating. You can do what you want to (laughs) do. Chloe, gonna, what would you say
2: on a Zayn scale? <laughs> a scale,
1: a, a scale, if you will. <laughs> out
2: of yeah, the other comparing it to other songs on his album, I'm gonna give it a seven
1: point five. Oh wow, okay.
2: Yeah,
1: maybe nice. I'm maybe I'm too high. I was feeling like really self conscious. Okay, well, I'm gonna you go didn't with like eight. Like this song
2: that much when you first? Yeah, that's it.
1: true. So it didn't like give me that. Okay, I'm gonna give an eight point four five. That's <laughs> Ooh, okay. Final, final answer.
2: <laughs> well,
0: I'm right between you. I gave it an eight. Okay. Um, but I might be leaning a little lower now that Chloe gave her answer, but I, <laughs> I don't know. It's too hard to think about because I'm trying to think of my favorite songs and I know. how they line up compared to this.
1: One day we'll um. do that and we'll make an actual real true scale and we'll like, you mm. know, make a nice graph. Oh,
0: um. Yeah. We'll get to that this summer, guys. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. True. <laughs>
0: um, okay. Any closing thoughts on this song?
1: Um, I just really liked having Chloe here, and I thought it was a really great addition to our little, our little group here, because I think that, like, especially with the, the reading of the political, um, mm-hmm. the political reading, um, I would have never thought of that if, had you not shown me that quote slash showed me the way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I probably, I wouldn't have either if I hadn't read that, but because it was one of the first things I read, it was, like part of my interpretation of the mm. song off the bat um i think it's so interesting that we can have so many like parallel readings of the exact mm-hmm. same song and i'd like to think that that was intentional on zane's part yeah because like yeah. he's not a very like he isn't an overtly political guy very often especially i mean because he's like kind of been flamed for it in the past for like making any overtly political comments um but like every now and then he'll like do a little tweet or something like that um so I'd like to think that, like, were he to write a song about, like, say, immigration, yeah, <laughs> it would also be, like, it would have a parallel meaning like this one did. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, um, I remember M.I.A., um, the rapper, is she considered a rapper? I'm not sure. But I remember her doing an interview a while ago where she said that she, um, her lyrics are actually really political, but she hides them in such a way that, like, you would never know Mm -hmm. unless you were, like, looking for it. So it's sort of, like, um, just kind of throwing um, political, like, views into, like, mainstream pop or mainstream media, which is really cool and subversive, I think. So I think that this could be, like, what he's trying to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, especially with, like, everything that has gone on with immigration lately. Mm -hmm. Like, there's been so much about, like, refugees in the news um, and in just, like, what's actually happening in the world. Yeah. Um, So... and and he has he does seem like someone who really cares about um politics and that type of stuff whether or not he outwardly speaks about it you know music is definitely a way to share those feelings yeah i agree um okay so let's move on to recommendations this week my recommendation comes from niall horan Um, and it was actually his tweet about the Spotify playlist he made. He said, I've made a a playlist of stuff I'm listening to at the minute in case you're interested. Um, and I just, I listened to this and I thought it was really cool. And he likes to support, like, artists from Ireland, which I think is really cool. Um, and it's always nice to listen to um music from people who you look up to or like their music to see both like what they like and also like a lot of times it'll be something that you like um and i did quite like a lot of the music on his spotify playlist so thank you niall for sharing that with us and please continue to do so
1: that's awesome um so my recommendation of the week um isn't one direction related i know i need to get back in that thing but i really (laughs) i really wanted to talk about this um my recommendation is to go listen and buy um Kesha and Zed's um new single called True Colors and um if you've been following Kesha's story in the news um she has been um in a legal battle and I think it's actually now over um and she did not win against her um producer who abused her in the past and she's like stuck in a contract with him and she wasn't allowed to make New, or she isn't allowed to make new music unless she works with her abuser. Um, and her and Zed, I think, somehow got around it and put out a, a song together. And it's her singing, and she has an incredible voice. It's a beautiful song. It's very powerful and emotional. Um, I would highly recommend listening to it, and definitely please go support her on iTunes. It's only like, you know, a dollar twenty nine $1.29, um, which is not much at all, but it's just like a very like palpable, like, physical way to support Kesha. Um and, you know, it's just, I don't know, I think that people would be really surprised because I remember, like, we, we were listening to this song, um, and one of my housemates was like, that's not Kesha, that's not her voice, but, like, you're you are gonna be surprised, like, if you haven't, like, heard her, like, sing um, without, like, the auto tune and, like, her old image, like, you'll be some really pleasantly surprised, I think.
0: Yeah, and I also listened to, um, she did a cover of Lady Gaga's song, Till It Happens to You, mm. um, mm-hmm. which is about sexual abuse. Yeah. And um, she performed it at some, like, event. So it's, like, a YouTube video of someone filming it. But it's still really important to watch, I
2: think.
1: Hmm. Um, have to check that out. Yeah,
2: for sure. Chloe, what's your recommendation? Um, Let's see. Okay, this is a super, like, convoluted (laughs) recommendation. (laughs) Starting with... um, I'm sure, like, probably most people listening, I don't know, have listened to the new 1975 album, which came out, like, a few months ago, and I still, like, haven't stopped listening to it. I haven't gotten sick of it yet, which is saying a lot, Mm -hmm. and I love it, and it's great, and it's called I Like It When You Sleep For You Are So Beautiful Yet So Unaware Of It. Um, But, (laughs) and then, like, a week ago, I found this uh, singer slash musician that I listen to sometimes on YouTube and her account or like her YouTube name is Dottalotl and her name <laughs> is Dodie Clark and she's just a lovely singer and she did a cover of one of my favorite songs on the 1975's album called Somebody Else and it's just like a really lovely stripped down piano <laughs> cover and I've been listening to it like at the end of each night and it's really soothed Ooh. me and it's been just kind of lovely um and then I was listening to a bunch of her other videos or watching a bunch of her other videos and she's delightful and really talented um so check out Dottle d-o-d-d-l-e-o-d-d-l-e <laughs> um that video where she covers somebody else um and also listen to their album yeah
0: <laughs> cool yeah i really like the 1975 karen did you listen to the album
1: um, I do not like them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, um, the I, like, listened to some of their tracks off their first album, and I, like, didn't really love very the lead singer's voice. Okay, I guess I have Community to listen to... The voice, yeah, yeah, no, because
0: I didn't... I always saw on Tumblr, everyone's like, oh, the 1975. And, like, I was like, nah, this isn't for me. Yeah. And, like, then I listened, and I, like, sort of, like, not forced myself to listen, but yeah. as I... A lot of times, I feel like you have to adjust to different music styles. And yeah. as I listened, like, sort of on repeat... To that album. I just really, really liked it.
1: Mm.
0: Um, and there's okay. a, just a couple of songs that really stand out. And I know I recommended it like way back whenever mm. it came out.
1: So I guess um, I do have to listen to it then. Yeah. You yeah, you them. do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: um okay, tweet of the week. Mine comes from Niall again. And this was uh first he posted a photo on Instagram of him and his friends hanging out. I think it was at Niall's house having a barbecue. Um, and a fan tweeted him saying that they could imagine Niall saying to all his friends, like, let's take a selfie. Cause it's like a picture of Niall taking a selfie of his friends with him. Um, and Niall responded to this tweet and said, ha ha ha, my mother texted me and was like, send me a picture of all of you as mothers do. So cute. Um, so and relatable, I just this was So cute. I know. This was like, this is maybe my Niall, favorite Niall tweet. Like, Ugh. As we've been saying, Niall's just so normal, and he's like, you know, as mothers do, oh, I want a picture of all your friends together, Steve. <laughs> <Like, laughs> I don't know, I just really like this. And, and the fact that Niall's still responding to fans and stuff. Just really cool. Um, the whole exchange was really nice.
1: I love that, so, wow. Yeah. I love Niall. I feel like he's really been, like, given to the fans these past few weeks. Just shout he out to really Niall. Has. Um... Okay, so mine is a response of um, Harry's mom, Anne, um, from a fan who said, Hello, may you please take a sneaky pic of Harry's hair? The anticipation is killing me. And... um, (laughs) Um, and tweeted a picture of, like, a, I think it's, like, a chalk drawing or something on some grass, which is, like, or not grass. Well, that's obviously not grass. <laughs> some pavement? Cement. A stone? Uh, yeah, cement. And it's, like, a stick figure with a mohawk and, like, a, uh, mustache. And it's just really funny. And she's just so cheeky. And I just feel like it's just so obvious where Harry gets his, like, sense of humor and, like, sense of yeah. mysteriousness from. Yeah. Um, and also I didn't realize that she's back on Twitter. I forgot that she left Twitter for a while and I'm really happy that she's back because Anne is a light in my life and this just proves why so yeah
2: thanks Anne Mm -hmm. Um, okay I don't have a Twitter because I'm just the worst and I have no social media presence because it stresses me out but uh, Kara was scrolling through some of her old tweets yesterday and I was sitting next to her and so, my Two of the Week was not posted this week, but rather when Kara got her wisdom teeth out oh, and my... <laughs> was tweeting, like, the most bizarre things, misspelled horribly. And my personal favorite was when she tweeted at Liam Payne. Oh, no! <laughs> like, just imagine this in, like, the most garbled English possible, <laughs> in which she said to him, and I can't even find it because it's so far back, but if you want to go search through Kara's Twitter, maybe someone can find it, um... She said, atlium pain. I want to hit you hard in the face and then kiss it all that better."
1: That was the brain. Wait, brain. which is weirder? Yeah. <laughs> which is way you. weirder? I
2: want to hit you in the brain, but then I'm gonna kiss it all better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, You're yeah, a weirdo. So funny. I know. I was like, that uh, is not even like slightly endearing. It's creepy. <laughs> so
1: weird. <and> threatening. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it was like in. It's in my uh, Twitter pictures because I took a screenshot of that. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you want to go search my Twitter pictures.
2: It's worth it. They're all hilarious. (laughs) There's also
1: this weird picture of our mascot, our school mascot from middle school that looks like a troll goblin from the depths of the ocean and it's supposed to be like a human spartan but it absolutely doesn't look like one um but yeah i'll definitely i'll definitely retweet it on our talk direction account um lol yeah that'd be a surprise if you didn't know what was coming and you just like saw me monster (laughs) retweeted. no context right no caption
0: (laughs) Well, that was a lovely tweet of the week, Chloe. <laughs> Thank Thanks. you for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, so our question of the, this week, of the week this week. Um, first, I want to know how you interpret what the border Zayn is talking about. Do you see it as a political border, a border between relationships, a border between, uh, different people's heritage? Is Heritages?
1: Heritage I? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Definitely not that one. <laughs>
0: um, or whatever you see the border as. Um, and then a long time ago, we were talking about doing an episode about uh talking about, like, race, culture, religion, gender, sexuality, class, and how it relates to One Direction. Um And we didn't get a lot of stories written in, so we didn't end up doing it. Um, But I kind of want to push to do that again, because mm-hmm. I think it's really important, especially in light of this episode that we've just had, which has been so much focused around these issues. Um, So if you guys have stories about how, whether you learn stuff about these topics through One Direction or through the fandom, or you found support... For these like for your sexuality or for your gender or your religion through One Direction, or even if you found it really hard to deal with being in the One Direction fandom because of this and you didn't find the support. Um, anything about that, we'd love to hear your stories. If you want to email us or tweet us them, definitely do. Um, because I would love to put together an episode about that. I think it's just super important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then general feedbacks for the show or anything you want us to talk about, um, any songs you want us to discuss, because it is the hiatus and we have the freedom to pretty much discuss whatever we want to discuss. Um, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to episode 47 of Talk Direction. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail dot com or go to our Tumblr, talkdirection dot tumblr dot com. Or our Instagram, which is just Talk Direction. Make sure to check us out on Slacker Radio, which is a music streaming app. Uh, we host the One Direction station there, and it would be really awesome if you checked it out and let us know what you think and tell us what your favorite clip is. Or you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm Caitlin IR Foster, and that's C A I T L I N. And Kara, where can they find you?
1: I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with a C.
0: And Chloe, do you have anything to plug that you want people to go check out or follow or whatever? I
2: wish no, I have, I have literally <laughs> no place that anyone can follow me anywhere. Um, She's just
1: an elusive ghost. What if I truly you. just had a ghost in my <laughs> She's the one D ghost.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Chloe is the one D ghost. It's just me talking a different voice. <laughs> <points. laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then you can also go over to iTunes and rate and review us, or subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they happen. And we're also on SoundCloud, so that's another way you can listen to us. But Chloe, we want to give you a really big thank you for coming on the show. This has been so great, and you've added so much, so Aww. thank you so much.
2: Thanks for having me. This was awesome. I was so nervous, but this was just a fun time. This was great.
0: Yeah, no, I'm. you sounded great, and like you were very, like, with the flow of things, which I'm always like, I never knew know like because I know when Kara and I started this we needed time to like adjust like
1: I know (laughs) for sure we were
0: not like off the bat you know listening back to the first episode which I probably don't even want to do oh god Um, I did that recently yeah Chloe like (laughs) pleaded
1: out loud while I was in the room like one of the first episodes and I was like cringing so hard because like I sort of I still cringe like the more recent episodes but like one of the first episodes I was like oh (laughs) Jesus like this is this is rough (laughs)
0: yeah so thank you for being so good at this um (laughs) all right i'm caitlin and
1: i'm kara and i'm chloe
0: (laughs) thank you so much for listening we'll see you next time for episode 48 Bye. Bye bye